<laughs> scary guys up now. <laughs> I, I'm supposed to be preaching at you guys, so I don't know if I should look at them or I think I'm going to look at you. Okay, is that okay? Is that too scary? Am I too close? <sighs> I mean, when I move my arms like this, I can kind of be scary. So maybe need a little bit scared, but uh, if... Did anybody bring your Bibles? Anybody up here bring your Bible? All right, get your Bible. Yeah, yeah, you need a Bible. And uh, there was a passage that's been mentioned twice already. Does anybody know which one that is? What chapter of the Bible that is? Did anybody notice? Ecclesiastes chapter 12. You're thinking, what is Ecclesiastes? Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. You can turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 12. And uh, all the rest of you, turn there too. Find a Bible. Of course, Solomon wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. And so he is the wisest man who ever lived. I got to get this stuff off here. So he's the wisest man who ever lived. When uh, God kind of appeared to him, kind of gave me a genie wish. You know how you rub a little genie lamp and the genie comes out and goes, I will give you three wishes. Well, God kind of did that with Solomon and just said, uh, I'll give you one. Now, I wonder what if God asked you for one wish, anything you wanted, and you couldn't ask for a million more wishes. Um, You know, what would you do? Uh, Solomon said, I would like to have wisdom to rule these people that you have given me to shepherd. And God said, well, because you've asked for wisdom and not long life or riches for yourself, I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to give you a long life. I'm going to give you riches and I'm going to give you wisdom. And so he was one of the wisest men who ever lived. But in his wisdom, he did decide to do some things which weren't very good and that he tried to pursue life and find fulfillment in life in pursuing different things. Like he studied plants. He studied uh, um, animals. He studied uh, drugs and alcohol. He tried to take all of these things and stuff himself full of these different things and see if he could find meaning in life apart from God. And and when he kept doing these things, he, he would say, well, it's... It's vanity. It's all vanity. If you're not living for the Lord, it's vanity. And when he gets to the end of the book, and uh, Mr. Craycraft uh, read part of this and uh, earlier on, and uh, I'm going to read the, the middle portion and just explain it a little bit. And then Mr. Wildy read the little middle section. And, and amazingly, I'm going to kind of skip in between all those things. Um, I am going to overlap with Mr. Craycraft a little bit. But I want you to think about if you're the wisest man who ever lived and it's the end of your life and you're going to tell people the most important thing because you're about ready to die, what are you going to tell them? And this is what Solomon tells us. So follow along as I read and uh, we'll just make some comments as we go. Ecclesiastes 12, 1 through 7. Remember also your creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come and the years draw near. And, and, and when he talks about the evil days, that's when it gets so bad you're kind of walking like this. And you, you can't, you know, could you tie my shoe? You know, your shoes have Velcro on them. Because you can't do that. And you kind of, you know, you slip-ons and things like that. Because you can't bend. And if you could bend, you couldn't get back up again. You know, you, you start stiffening up. 
Okay, so these are his description of the evil days. That is, those days when your body, your, your, your outer man begins to decay and it's just, I mean, it's over for you. And he says, when these evil days come and your years draw near and you will say, I've no, no delight in them. You know, there comes a time when you're in the hospital and they got a bunch of tubes stuck in your nose and you're just kind of sitting there going, that, you know, life isn't that swell anymore. And uh, hopefully at that time, you'll be ready to meet your creator. You'll long to be with the Lord. So this is what he's talking about. He says, but when these things, and I have no delight in them, verse 2, before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened, you're, 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 you're kind of, he's picturing life as just kind of, you know, everything's kind of growing dim. Your eyesight's getting bad. You're going blind. You're, the, and clouds return after the rain. And, and the day that the watchman of the house tremble, and the watchman of the house is a figure of speech for your hands. You ever see old people a lot of times are kind of doing this? Hi. How you doing? You know, and they're watchmen. These are the watchmen of the house. The older you get, they start to tremble. So you're watchmen of the house, your hands begin to tremble, and the mighty men stoop. Uh, so there's different degrees about, you know, say, well, what is this? Uh, um, maybe the legs, the mighty men, you know, that, that holds you up, you begin to kind of stoop and slump a little bit. He talks about the grinding ones stand idle and are few. You know, your teeth get all ground down, start falling out, you know. You have holes in your teeth because they've pretty much worn them out. It's not good anymore. It's hard. You kind of gum things now. Those who look through the windows grow dim. That is your eyes that look through windows. You, you, get, you know, you look out, you can't see anything. It's light, I guess. You know, my wife and I were talking the other day. I can see up close and she can see far away. So together we're fine. <laughs> I say, what does that say over there? And she says, what does this say? And holds up something to read. So we help each other out. And the doors of the street are shut as the sound of the grinding mill is low. And these are talking about your ears. You know, pretty soon, you know, the grinding mill is grinding and making all that noise. But you don't hear it. You're going deaf. But he says, what's odd about this is he says, and yet one will arise at the sound of a bird. And he says, and the daughters of song will sing softly. He says, you know what's strange is, is, is even though you're getting old and you can't hear anymore, yet when a little bird chips, you wake up. You're up early. You can't sleep anymore. Furthermore, men are afraid of the high place. You're kind of scared that you might fall. You know, that's a big step. I mean, you know, you're, you're scared of falling. It says the almond tree blossoms and those that have white, white blossoms, your hair turns gray if you have any. The whole grasshopper drags himself along. The whole person, you start getting crippled and lame and you're limping along. I mean, knife isn't very good. He says, for a man goes to his eternal home while mourners go about the street. Remember him before the silver cord is broken, probably speaking of your spinal cord, and the golden bowl, probably your head is crushed and the pitcher of the well is shattered at the wheel of the cistern. Just talking about your body dying and then the dust will return to the earth as it was and the spirit will return to the god who gave it and the whole point here is is that you're going to end up in the ground you're going to go back to dust 
because we were created from dust and to dust you will return. There'll be a bunch of people standing around your gravestone and they'll be looking in this big hole that's in the ground and you'll be suspended and you'll be in a casket there and they're going to lower you down into this concrete box and they're going to put a lid on it and pack dirt over you. Everyone. All of us end up in the dirt. We go back to the dust. And so Solomon here says, remember, remember when you're your age, you're going to end up in the ground. You're dying. You, you, you get born and you just start dying. You go towards death. And it's good to remember that when you're your age, because a lot of times when you're your age, you just think, well, man, I've got a long time to live. You know what? Some of you might not make it to 15 or 20 or 25 or 30 And Satan, the God of this world, has many things to distract you so that you will forget your creator. But God says, remember him. Do not forget him. We are part of God's creator, creation. And so when it calls him the creator, it just reminds us that God made us for his purposes to do his will in this world, not our will. And so he explains in very picturesque words what it means to grow old so that you will remember that, you know what, you're going to grow old too. And everything God gives you in life, some of you are pretty smart. Some of you are artistic. Some of you are mathematical. Some of you are organizational. Some of you are going to be, you know, incredible moms and dads and maybe, I don't know, architects or whatever it is, recreational people. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, you can just really recreate well, you know, whatever it is God has given you, um, you need to use that for his glory. If you're good at singing, you need to sing to the glory of God. You build houses, you build them for the glory of God. You manage a business for the glory of God. You go to junior high for the glory of God. Whatever he gives you, you do it for the glory of God. You wake up in the morning and go, you know what? I'm going to study for this test for the glory of God. Why? Because 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, you do all for the glory of God. That's the whole, that's why your creator created you is for his glory. And as you progress from one graduation from another, you know, from kindergarten to grade school and grade school to middle school and middle school to high school and high school to college and college to, you know, Graduate school, whatever, past that. And then from parenthood and grandparenthood and great-great-grandparenthood. And then the hole in the ground. And that's where we're all headed. And that's why Solomon says, I want you to remember that you're going there. Even when you're in junior high, remember you're going to end up in the ground. To think about that. You are dying. You're going to die. And so just remember that. And when you die, you're going to stand before your creator. And what will you have done with what he has given you? You Remember Jesus told the the parable of the talents and he he talked about how he gave talents to these different people and talents just represent what God gives us, the resources he gives us. Now think about this. What resources has God given you? Your parents, your education, your intelligence, your health, whatever it is. Are you going to use that for his glory or not? I mean, it didn't go well with the guy who didn't use it for the glory of God. The guy who buried his talent, it did not go well. The others who invested it for God's glory, God gave them more 
in the life to come. Do you know uh, John Livingston? Does anybody know John Livingston? How about uh, Joan Bartholomew or Gwen Coleman? Any of these names sound familiar to you? Ron Ellis, Florence Hale, Majo Disase, Flora Headley, Dottie Palmer, Helen Teasley, Ed Wright. You know any of those people? Some of you, probably you, most of you are saying, well, I don't know those people. They're all members of Calvary Bible Church, but they've graduated the ultimate graduation. They're all in heaven now. They all were here a year ago and after that. And in the last year, all of those people died and stood before their creator. Every one of them. And you know what? This is what Solomon's saying. While you're still young, while you still have energy, while you can use your body and your mind in the most fruitful ways, use it for the glory of God. Because you're going to die. You're going to return to the dust. You're going to stand before your creator. And then he's going to want you to give an account for what he has given you. Life and all the blessings and resources you have. And so my charge to you from the Lord is remember also your creator in the days of your youth, knowing that to dust you will return to the earth and your spirit will return to God who gave it. And as the conclusion that Solomon gives at the end of the book, when all has been heard is fear God and keep his commandments. For this applies to every person. For God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil, he will do that in your life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for all of these graduates at their various stages of graduation. Father, we think of just all of those blessings that you will bring about through them. We know some of them will wander away. Father, we pray that you would rescue them. We know that some of them will commit their lives to you at different times and you will use them for your glory. We know that you have already used some of them to great ends, and we pray that you would continue to do that. Father, we pray most of all that they would remember their creator in the days of their youth. That while they're still young and they still have energy and still have health, that they would remember that you created them for a purpose, and that purpose is to give you glory. That whether they're in kindergarten or grade school, or middle school, or high school, or college, or parents, or grandparents, whatever the case may be, they are to be living for your glory. Because we will all stand before our Creator, and everything will be revealed. And then we will give an account for how we use the resources you gave us. Father, we pray that you would bless all of our graduates this year, and help all of us here remember that we have a purpose, and that purpose is to live for you. In your glory, help us to do that by your grace. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.